All right, everybody. Welcome back to the best hour of their day. Fern here. I'm here with my longtime friend, Marcus Gersey with Jim Breakthrough. And uh, we've been trying to set this up and go back and forth for a while because I think Marcus, I've, been, I've worked with Marcus for many, many years and uh, super smart dude. Excited to have him on the show. And uh, I know you're a busy guy, dude. So thanks for your time. Dude, so pumped to be here. Thanks for having me on, Jason. Absolutely. Um, so I, I was trying to figure out how I would explain who Marcus Gersey is. And I would probably describe you're like a customer success or customer experience specialist is probably like how I would describe you. Is that fair? I spent a lot of time working on that. Yeah, it was definitely where I spent the whole first majority of my career was all around client experience and all that sort of thing. Um, and so just for, for you guys know, basically he owns and operates Jim Breakthrough uh, as a former affiliate owner. So he's been deep in the trenches uh, as a CrossFitter in the CrossFit affiliate space. Um, and then I don't know when I found out, but I, a lot of things made sense before when I found out that you worked like inside the kind of Ritz-Carlton machine back mm -hmm. in the day. And I was like, oh, never mind. All of this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got to, I had a really nice run, uh, with the Ritz Carlton in my early twenties. That was a, was really a, a pivot point for me in realizing, you know, cause I, I grew up with two parents who were small business, uh, service business owners who, you know, they were immigrants from Europe and, you know, came here with no money, barely spoke the language. And basically it was just like, look, we're, you're just going to, we're just going to work our asses off and, you know, do, do right by our customers by doing a great job. And that's all I really understood about service was basically show up and work your ass off. And, you know, my parents both always did really well with their businesses, but there, there wasn't really a method to the madness around service and experience design, which once I got to the Ritz, it was just, they're, you know, some of the best in the world at, at designing experiences for people. And I just fell in love. Like they, their approach was, was second to none. And I learned so much and they really gave me a platform to, experiment and um yeah it's it's a big part of everything we do now yeah i think uh when i hear you talk about that i think about a book called the wonderful world of customer service at walt disney i think is what it's called and mm -hmm. it, it goes in depth about that experience and it talks very much in great detail about how no, nothing there is by accident even though it seems like this seamless happy experience you're like oh this is beautiful this is like everything there is intentional um, and that is something that I've always have in the back of my mind about the gym. Like everything should be intentional. It should feel seamless and almost unintentional, but it is all on purpose. And I think that's something that you've been, uh, that you've kind of like opened my eyes to and something that I think you're probably one of the better folks in the industry, uh, at a explaining, but then B teeing it up for gym owners who like don't understand customer service, don't understand what it's about and how to do it. Thanks, man. It means a lot to hear that from you. Um, yeah, man, this, this business isn't immune to the same experience standards you would have in any business. You know, it's funny how, you know, just because it's a gym and we're, you know, walking around in Lululemon and, you know, throwing weights around, people think like, oh, it's casual. That stuff doesn't matter. Just like how people for a long time were like, ah, oh, sales isn't a thing in this. You just, you know, it's going to ha naturally happen. Or marketing is, you know, <laughs> not something that applies to this business. Um, you know, and client experience design is the same thing, right? It's, just as important in this. And, and in my opinion, I think even more so than in a lot of other businesses where they actually do put a big emphasis on it because look, there's a relationship-based service model that we, uh, we're banking on creating offers, 
right? We're not in the churn and burn business, or at least hopefully you're not because that game. You shouldn't be. It's a terrible idea. If that's you, change it. Right. And, you know, we want to have really good relationships with people for a long time. And the whole game from a business perspective is I want to keep my clients for as long as possible at the highest average client value possible. In order for that to happen, they have to have, they have to be in love with the place. Mm -hmm. So the, aside from obviously not sucking at being a coach and not having shitty programming and a dirty gym, like basics aside, like you can architect all the rest through experience. You don't need to buy all this fancy stuff. You know, it's really about the, the way that they feel about the brand, the way that they experience the brand from classes to the events, to the content that you create, the interactions that they have with the various staff members that can all be done intentionally and hopefully shouldn't be left to happenstance and just like, Oh, well he's cool. And she's not, yeah. no, this, this is a company. And everyone on your team who's interfacing with people should have standards for these kinds of things. Yeah, I think I, I think it, that might be more important now than ever. Like, Agreed. you know, seven years ago, it's like, whatever. If you had a gym, people were just looking for CrossFit and it didn't matter what was going on in there. It could have been a complete circus and people would show up. I think <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was a complete circus. I've, I've had, I have run a quasi circus at times. Um, I think now, because the market does have competition, there's a lot of options with regard to CrossFit gyms. I think those are the things that people see and they differentiate between, okay, they're like, well, what does my extra 25 to 30 bucks get me? And it should, at least in my mind, it should get them a whole lot, right? It should get them a way better experience, both with the coaching staff when they enter the facility, everything about it should be better. Um, and that's always kind of been our motto here, which is like, what differentiates your gym from everybody else? Well, the goal is everything, like the cleanliness of the bathrooms, the emails, the texts, like how the classes are run, all of that stuff. And I think um, that was something that I was completely just blind to, uh, probably until, you know, we met whatever that was five years ago, and, and we started having conversations about this. So five years. I think so, dude. Like it's, it's, yeah, you're right. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. Like, yeah, it has actually been five years. Yeah, you're right. Sure it has. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it, it absolutely matters more now than it did before because you're right. There's new players in the game, right? First of all, there's just, but there's more better CrossFit gyms than there once was. Correct. So the average is going up. Correct. Right? So if you're not keeping up with that, then you're going to have a hard time, period. But it's not even the CrossFit gyms, I think, that are the bigger concern. The bigger concern are these companies like Orange Theory or Barry's Bootcamp who are coming into this and are not one location, single owner. These guys have entire teams that are going to do research. They have money to throw at this and they're going to throw it at it. They already have and they're proving that because we can go to an Orange Theory and if you know anything about strength conditioning, you go in there like, this program's, I mean, it's fine but it's nothing special. There's nothing extraordinary about this, but the facility is beautiful and the experience design is a lot better than what most facilities where they have way better coaches are, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter that you're better. People, people won't get past the fact that your facility looks kind of like hell or that you're, you know, what they tried to reach out and the person who got back to them took three days and then they were kind of grumpy when they got on the phone or, you know, were distracted or it was really noisy or the bathroom was shitty. Like whatever the thing is, 
you're, you're going to lose them right there. They're never even going to get to caring about the coaching yeah. if you lose them on the front end. I think one of the things that I like came to this realization of years ago, and probably not even that long ago, probably like five years ago. And then I'm trying to harp on people now is like the methodology while it is superior. Like, I don't think there's anything that's going to get people fitter than CrossFit. It's not enough. But then I think there's this weird tension or this weird misunderstanding that for, for whatever reason, like I can only do one or the other. I can't have this great methodology and offer this great experience. Like I have to sacrifice one for the other. And I just don't think that's true. I think it's very difficult to do both very well. And I think that is why people shy away with it. They'll just like, well, I'll just have a great experience and not, and, and do just boot camp. We won't do CrossFit anymore. Or I'm going to die on this whole, my, this whole sort of like great programming, great coaches, but you still operate in a dungeon with a website that has no, you know, <laughs> capture or like a, a landing page. So I, the, the goal is both like, why can't you have an orange theory various bootcamp experience with the superior coaching and methodology of CrossFit? Like that's the goal. Like that's the Mecca. That's what, that's what I think oh, every gym should be shooting for. And it's doable because people are already doing it. You know, orange theory and Barry's bootcamp are not going to beat out CrossFit in the fitness space. Like it's just not going to happen. Nope. So the only way CrossFit fails is if we all fail to acknowledge it, like we should probably start bringing our standards up to what they're doing at a corporate level because you can replicate it and it doesn't have to be at that scale, but you can start pulling all of that stuff out of there and make that stuff really, really good for people, which kind of leads me to my first question, which is what's probably the biggest gap that you see? So you've worked with literally hundreds of gyms. Thousands. Okay. Thousands. I was way off. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's, it's just been 10 years. That's, long that's, years. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's been a long, it was, it was hundreds of years ago. Um, so what's the, what's kind of like the biggest hurdle or the biggest gap that you see when you're talking with gym owners to try to either get them to wrap their brain around or to get them to adopt? Well, it depends on what, what exactly we're trying to adopt here, but you know, I think that, that one of the biggest issues is that the, the kind of common knowledge or excuse me, like common acceptable standard of what a, a gym is and how it's run is way behind in our industries, in our particular niche. In, so, so in what sense? Can you elaborate on that? Because I, I don't want people to be confused about this. Yeah, and, and a lot of the things we just talked about that like there, it needs to be one or the other mm -hmm. or that that's for us. We're CrossFit, that doesn't apply to us or, you know, um, unfortunately, a lot of the industry norms on how to run a business from how to market to the, the way to sell and the way to do your memberships and your contracts and blah, 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 all that stuff. A lot of the norms are backwards. And so you've got a lot of people. It's basically the blind. It's been the blind leading the blind. Yeah. Everyone kind of copying each other. But every, most people are doing a lot of things wrong. And it's not that people are trying to screw each other. This isn't like a this is just because this industry is still very young. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's just ignorance. It's just like everybody's like, I don't know what I don't know. Well, yeah. And, and as an industry matures or as a market matures, right, which CrossFit now is, you know, we're on that 10 year mark where affiliates have like people have been around long enough yeah. and there's been people who've gotten good enough and proven it wrong to be like, wait a minute, there's, these guys are actually like actually killing it versus this guy says he's killing it or he says he's doing an awesome job, but I see he's still driving the same piece of shit he's been driving for eight years or whatever it is. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like there's just this, um, I think it's becoming more obvious. And 
What yeah. I'm getting at is that it's been this really bad case of the blind leading the blind on like what's acceptable and how to do these kinds of things. And the big gap for people, you know, that, that I try to close is, is this the business you actually set out to run? And in almost all cases, there's a pause and then there's actually no, I set out to do this and then I didn't know what to do. So I started doing this and that. And I, you know, my buddy had, does this at his gyms. I didn't know what to do. So I copied that. And then I heard this on this podcast and they kind of like Lego their, their business together only to realize, um, you know, usually not until we have the conversation, why they're miserable or why they're struggling so bad. And it's because they're out of integrity with what, with the business they actually want to run and the impact they want to make and the experience. And they have this like feeling in their heart that got them to like take the leap in the first place. But then once you get into it, you know how it is. It's, it's a, it's a freaking dumpster fire when you're first getting started with your first business. Like it's just like all hands on deck, 24 hours a day, whatever I got to do to survive. And that's phase one for everyone, right? We all go through that. The problem is though, is that oftentimes we accidentally paint ourselves into a corner because now you got just enough members to like get into that facility and to finance some equipment, assuming this is just going to keep going and be easy. But then you start dealing with staff and rising costs and next thing you know, wait a minute, I'm like barely able to survive. And you know, it's, it's a really tough position. A lot of gym owners find themselves in. So we start with, is this the business you actually want to own and operate? And once we can get past that and they realize, well, no, it's not. Okay, well, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Well, and we take them through exercises, help them clarify that. And then there's this big like sigh of relief of, well, now I know what it looks like. I can, I can see it. I, I know where I want to go. And then all we do is then basically realign all of the like sales, marketing, engagement, retention, retail mm -hmm. systems to just match your specific version of this. Yeah. I think the big misconception is that there's one way. There isn't one way. There's lots of different versions of this. Now, there are fundamental principles that apply across the board, mm -hmm. right? However, Jason's idea of success versus my idea of success versus the guy down the street's idea of success can be radically different, and they're mm -hmm. okay, right? We just have to get clear on what you want out of this and how, what role you want this business to play in your life and so on, and then we reverse engineer, and that is totally possible. You don't have to fit into that square hole, even though you're a round peg. I think that's, and as you're saying that, I'm starting to envision this. I think that's actually one of the things that could, if we all decide to get our heads out of our butts, help the, the community grow. Because if they're all doing CrossFit, but they all have their own little niche, if you will, then nobody's stepping on anybody, which is like, well, if you're looking for this flavor, well, then go to Marcus's gym. That's literally exactly what he does. That's not what we do. And that way we can serve more people because I do think the community, I think, and I, 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 I this is pretty much true everywhere at this point. Um, the community used to be very, very tight. Like all the gyms would hang out together wherever you go. And then slowly as people that things started to mature and then there everybody had skin in the game and they had to survive that slowly started to pull apart to the point now where everybody says that they're not competing against each other but realistically they're kind of worried about the other person instead of just worrying about and i get and i still get caught like and i don't really pay attention to other people but occasionally i get myself caught up in looking at like what they're doing and i'm like it doesn't matter what they're doing it literally doesn't matter. Like has no bearing on my business and what I do inside the walls of this place. So I think that's actually a strength that this community at large could, could leverage to do better. Man, if, if, you know, I could count how many times I've gotten on 
a call with with a, a new co a new gym that we're talking to we're working with and they they start getting into you know how they're concerned about the guy down the street and the competition and it, well it was easy until they showed up it's like look you're looking at this the wrong way like it does it really doesn't matter what other people are doing even if yeah they've got they're undercutting themselves if you're in this for the long haul play the long game deliver a great experience knock it out of the park for your people actually make them feel seen and taken care of and do things that are authentic to you and your style, figure out who your people are and then just crush it for those people. Mm -hmm. Like you said, man, there's actually a lot more, there, there's a lot more fish in the sea than any of us could even handle. So what does it matter? You just need to worry about who are your people? What is it that you do best? What's your version of this? Mm -hmm. And just do that really, really well. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that every CrossFit gym can and should have 400 members. Now, whether you want 400 members or not, or whether you think you can handle it, that's a, uh, there's a whole lot of things that go into that, but I don't think that that's an unrealistic number. And, and I say that because the average orange theory has five to a thousand, right? At the same price point. So the price point is not the issue. Like it's not a thing. Like anybody who has that argument, like throw it out the window. That's it's garbage. It's not a real scenario. That's a, that's a limiting belief. I think every gym can do that. The, the issue is I don't think they know how. Like, so people that say, well, I don't want a 400 person gym. Well, that's kind of like saying I don't want a million dollars. And I just say that because I've never had a million dollars. I'm like, ah, I don't really want a million dollars. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, but yeah, what if you had a 400 person gym that you were completely satisfied with? Not satisfied, you were over the moon with. Like, you loved your staff. The members are amazing. You had the appropriate systems in place so that things got done when they were supposed to. You mean to tell me you wouldn't want that? Like don't sell me that load of crap. Like that's not real. Well, here's, here's the thing. Like I, I agree and I disagree only in that, like, you're right. If it's what you want, like if it's giving you all the things that you want, absolutely. And people just don't know how to do it. Yes. But what we've learned over the years is that there are so many different versions of what you just described because we've helped people achieve that, those same numbers like financially and time-wise and all that, like freedom and all that defined for success than with 175 or 225 people. And they're like, well, I like having a smaller staff and a smaller facility or whatever it is because we can still hit those kinds of numbers. And that's what I meant about there's lots of versions of this. Yeah. You don't have to be the same, well, we charge 175 bucks a month and we just have to get to 400 to hit these goals. Yeah. We have so many different versions out there, more boutique versions that are, that are higher end and including more things in their services and, you know, and just are making a better, uh, a, a stronger presence through their, their content and in their marketplace to communicate mm -hmm. that value that dude, you sky's the limit. You can build whatever. The point though is that I disagree with people saying you can't make money in this business or this business sucks. You're, you know, you're going to work your ass off and you're going to be broke forever. That's because you still have your head up your ass. Yeah. You and that's absolutely build a, an awesome lifestyle business. That's a ton of fun to run that you get to just show up and work out clothes every day, have a good time and still make a really good living. If you get your ducks in a row. Yeah. And that's where I also agree with you that that is not a real scenario because again, we, we could all agree that CrossFit is a, is a superior, methodology so then why are other inferior methodologies doing better 
Well, because right. they have all of these other things in place and they have, like, they're worried about the experience and they're worried about, you know, how that workflow goes and, and the life cycle of a client, and all of those things. And it's just like, like, let's get hip on that and let's figure out that. Because again, if you can do both, you can have all the things you would ever want. Like you can have a great staff, you can dump a ton of money into their development. They can live the lives that they want to, you know, your clients can get results. They can be happy and you can have an impact on, you know, your immediate local community. Like that's like, that's the dream, at least it's my dream. And I don't like, you know, to what scope somebody would want to do that, you know, that varies obviously, but I think that's pretty much every single coach and gym owner that I talk to. And I've probably talked to almost 10,000 of them at this point. They're all chasing some variation of that dream. Exactly right. Yeah, man, that's it. It's like you, I think the dangerous thing is when you see someone who is thinking that how good of a coach they are or the methodology is what is going to determine the success. It's not. It is absolutely a required piece of the puzzle if you want to like do something special and you really want to get people great results and keep people injury free. Like I'm, I, I hopefully I don't have to re-explain that. Yeah, like, it's super fucking important. I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear that. Say whatever you want, dude. So um, it's super important to be great at that. But you know what? Yeah, there are lots of gyms that crush really good gyms. From like a, if this guy, let's say the really good gym is a good coach or a best in class coach, because this guy does a better job telling the story. You're good. Keep going. Tell, they do a better job in telling their story and connecting with their ideal clients and a better job of getting those people in the door and getting them to understand the value and to stick around so that they can stack up and actually grow. Right. It's, it's not about the methodology, right? At least not for the consumer or the marketplace. For them, it's about, yes. I yeah. have a problem and I need help. And I have these options to help me solve that problem. Yeah. And CrossFit just so happens to be, in my opinion, one of the very best solutions to most of these people's problems. Yeah. It's not just, I want to lose 20 pounds. It's the problem you don't realize. Like I don't have a social place to go to as an adult outside of work in my house with kids to like, go feel like an adult and have fun, be around people like me and you know, like to, to have something to be a part of, to be seen somewhere. That's a big deal to a lot of people that people yeah. don't acknowledge is one of the linchpins to this whole business model, right? And the, the reality is, is that we need to just treat it as the business and your craft and all of that. Like it's, an, it's what will enable you to keep doing this forever. You can become Jedi status as, as far as like coaching and what you know about, about helping people move and all of that because you get to stay in business, because you get to stick around long enough to get enough reps under your belt and to make enough of a living to where you're like, hey, I can actually like support my family doing this. Like we can buy a house, we can take vacations, I can afford health insurance and my staff has a living so they're gonna stick around for years. Like you, you can do all of those things but you have to make the business healthy, right? That's, that's the disconnect. It's not just, yeah. um, but I'm, I love coaching and movement and all that and it's like, I get it, right? It's just like, just like a successful artist, almost no one just makes it because they're really good at painting or at guitar or whatever it is. It's because they also learn how to play the game. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you're going to get to be able to have a career as that that's successful and fruitful for many years. I, that's something I wish I would have grasped sooner in the journey. And, and as somebody who puts a premium on, on being a professional, that's what this whole podcast and everything we do at Best Hour is about. It's just like, be good at your craft. Yeah. There's significant argument for the fact that that has not a lot to do with the success of your business. 
almost nothing for a couple of reasons. Number one, again, you and I have talked about this at nauseum. Clients don't know any different. You can be an awful coach and they come in and you're like, you're an expert. Like, doesn't matter. The other thing that I think is very, very much misunderstood is let's say that you were going to hang your hat on. I'm an expert. Like I am the guru. Most people fundamentally do not understand the time under tension, the reps and the exposure that you need as a professional to actually wear that badge, right? To actually be somebody who like collectively, when people say your name, they're like, he's the guy, right? <laughs> that takes decades, not five years before yeah, that that's decades before like he's the guy he's an he is a legit expert where you have to have some sort of professional reputation attached to that and i think way too many people are trying to go there way too soon and hang their hat on that and i'm like you're gonna you're gonna hang yourself out to dry on that one because a you're actually not that good because you haven't put in the time and that's not a knock it at, at anybody it's just like you're just not that good yet it takes you don't have the mileage you don't have the mileage. Like you don't have the reps. It's just like, you're not there. So I think coming back center and saying, okay, I'll get there, but I got to play the long game. So I have to be here in 10 years still in order to be that guy who's recognized as the professional. And in order to do that, I have to start acknowledging and really think about all the things that fall in your wheelhouse, which is customer experience, life cycle, making sure that you're dialing up those relationships and all that stuff. So I, I just think that's really, really important. And I think CrossFit, the, the, not CrossFit Inc., but like the affiliate community has really been resistant to acknowledging that. Where say like, listen, you have to do better. We have to do better at running our facilities. We have to do better at running our businesses because we have this thing that can help so many people and it would be negligent to let that fall to the wayside, right? It would, that would be like devastating. It would be the, it would be the saddest story of all time. It's like, we got the answer and then we fucked it up, you know? Really couldn't agree with you more. And it is, it is exactly why I even got into this in the first place is because I, I learned where my place was. Like I love coaching. I love teaching, but I realized that I was better at teaching business than I was at teaching movement. That's where my passion lies. Mm -hmm. And yes, I can help people through my gym and I really enjoyed doing it. I, I loved my gym, uh, but my reach was limited in that, on that level. Mm -hmm. And that every gym that I help can impact, you know, if I help, keep them in business and they don't burn out after three years. And now they've got a fruitful for career for 10, 20 years. That's going to impact thousands. I mean, exponentially more yeah. people for each person that I help there. Yeah. So I just shifted what I was doing and I'm literally doing the exact same thing mm -hmm. except for gym owners. And you know, it's, it is exactly that, man. It's the, the reality is it's not just about like getting to those 10 years so that you keep doing it, but it's, can you get to those 10 years and not be thrashed? Can you get to 10 years and not be totally over it and be that, that disgruntled gym owner who is just totally, I never want to teach another squat. I'm not doing on rep ever again. Just like, come on, man. Like that's not, that's not why you got into this, is it? Yeah. And they realize that they've gone so far from that. Right. And that's, we, I, I think we have this really golden opportunity. We have this methodology. We have so many people in the marketplace who like put their neck out there to like quit their day job, do this thing do what they love doing. And if you can just stop and say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to get out of my own way and realize that this isn't going the way I want it to. And that's okay. 
And so I'm going to figure out now how to make it go the way that I want it to so mm-hmm. that I can stay in this game for a long time, which is going to allow me to help a lot more people over time. And I get to enjoy the ride and get to the whole place I was trying to go. Like if you want to be a master coach, yeah, the only way you're going to do it is exactly how you said. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots and lots of reps through all different scenarios over and over and over again. And the only way you get that shot without like living out of your car is to actually build a career in the space. And that means getting out of your comfort zone and realizing, okay, I will hire a coach just like someone would hire me Mm -hmm. or surround yourself with other people who are already doing it correctly and can teach you and show you the ropes. There are, it's just like coaching. It's just like training in that you have to learn these fundamentals, practice them in your business until it starts to click. And then you can, you'll start to get traction and it'll start to become your own. And then you have a chance. So on that note, so let's, let's take fitness and coaching and, and table that. So forget that portion of it. Like people can listen to 160 episodes of that crap that we have already published. What are some of the pillars that you believe are fundamental that do not change gym to gym that allow people to be successful? Like somebody who's listening to this, they're just like, when they get off of this episode, they're going to go back to their gym and they're going to evaluate, Hey, like, do I do this and this well, or, or do I suck at this? Or do I not even have any idea that, that was a thing? Right. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the fundamental categories are really the same categories across any service-based business. So you have, you know, for one, I think the one that's most commonly overlooked is the experience aspect is in, okay. in, in proactively designing something that anticipates people's needs overcomes unspoken fears and objections at time and and crafts a notion of these people really get what they're doing they i feel like they get me and i and i know that if i need something i know where to go and that my bases are covered right so on that note so just so because i don't want this to be too abstract i understand what you're saying but like give what is an what is an entity outside of fitness and crossfit that you that you would compare that idea to where they're just like, Oh, I get it. Now I understand what you're saying. Hmm, Good question. Um, Well, I mean, I could liken it probably best to the stuff that we did in the hotel business Mm -hmm. that, you know, when we, someone who came in and wanted to, for example, let's say host their wedding at the hotel that it was not just the stay for the evening, right? That was a whole series of events where every single step along the way was designed ahead of time. And every single step, said, okay, let's stop. What are all the possible things that they could want or need or expect, mm-hmm. whether we want to or not? Like, where are they actually at? Mm-hmm. What are our goals? And how can we make sure that everyone is set up for success at every single step of the way from when they reach out and they inquire about setting up their event to when they come in and they meet with their planner to when they get that first email with the package laid out for them to when they come in and they walk the floor to when they, the day before and all the, the prelim stuff that we set up to day of to day after mm-hmm. all of that is designed in advance. That is a complete step by step system where every single bit from every word that you use to the, the spacing on the page to the colors that are used. I mean, they go, full gator at that level. But the point is, is that like, that's completely designed and the way it translates into the gym business, I'll tell you directly, like, let's just take, for example, when you have a new member come in, what do most CrossFit gym owners say is the way to like help that person be successful on ramp. 
I'm yeah. building an on-ramp program. I've got X amount of sessions, whether small group, individual, whatever, where we're going to teach them the fundamentals of the movements. And then they're going to be set up for success because they'll know what to do. And the coaches will take it from there. Wrong. That's the first like micro step. That's just helping on one thing. That's the movement piece. Yeah. But do they understand, like, for example, what, um, what role this will actually play in their life longer term? They know all the real benefits. What about nutrition? What if there's an injury or whatnot? What do they know about your premium programs and your products and how they actually, in context, apply to their journey and what they're trying to accomplish? So instead of just having someone go through on-ramp and then hoping they get the value in those first three to six months before they start really seeing results that they, instead we can say, you know what, we design that literally step by step and make sure that this person is fully integrated, not just from a movement standpoint, but from a social standpoint, mm -hmm. from a nutrition standpoint, that culturally these people are actually brought into this ecosystem that is this living, breathing thing that we can't just leave all this to chance. And we can design every one of those moments, whether that's an email, it's a text check-in, it's what we say at the end of session four of our on-ramp program, it's that thing that happens at the six-month mark where we celebrate X. These are all things that we can design and take the entire experience up a notch. So I'm trying to like make people be able to visualize what you're talking about because I dig it. And as you're saying that, like I'm thinking about all the things that we could do better here at CrossFit Rife. So if you're, tr if you're struggling to try to wrap your brain around like what Marcus is talking about, just think about all of the things that are unique to CrossFit. So the language, mm -hmm. the gear, a lot of the equipment, people have never seen a lot of that stuff, right? Like ski ergs, rowers, bikes, dumbbells, kettlebells, like believe it or not, people have never seen those things. Um, you know, how the classes run, Wattify or Zen Planner or Push Press, um, injuries, mobility, things that people just literally don't know anything about. They literally have zero concept, none. They do not know where their hamstring is. That's where they're at. How do we start to educate them and preempt that interaction or that awkward moment where they don't know what to do? They don't know where their rubber bands are and why the hell we would use rubber bands anyway. Um, what a foam roller is understanding that a medicine ball doesn't have medicine in it. It's like a fucking weighted it, ball, right? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think that is the kind of stuff that we could probably all do a little bit better because everybody acknowledges that, or at least you should at this point that walking to a gym can be intimidating. So how do we start to improve that experience and preempt all of that to educate them on all these things so that they do start to pick up on that. They do understand why nutrition is important they do understand that you can do an in-body scan and this can lead to nutrition counseling and all like all of these other things most of us probably do a pretty terrible job of that myself included like it could it could be way better and and you know it's the, the what you just rattled off is all the like informational stuff mm -hmm. that people that like you're totally right this is all brand new to them and there's a lot in crossfit right? For someone that, who's coming like, it's, fresh a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole lot, right? So there's that whole level of education, but there's the other layers that really make this three-dimensional. Mm -hmm. And that's when you take into consideration social integration, for example, okay. like how do we make sure that this person is making friends and feels welcome and feels comfortable and knows their, knows how to navigate their first group class, the first event that they attend. And are we, are we setting this person up for the real success? Because that even if they don't know anything about what WAD means or what to do with a foam roller, if someone feels like they fit in 
and they feel they don't feel uncomfortable and they feel like that anxiety of I don't fit in around here. Yeah. Then you've already actually checked a much bigger box than just the informational stuff. Those are the things that when we do the research and we look at, well, why are people staying and why are people leaving? It's not usually because just of the informational stuff. What it really is, is that they felt like they didn't fit in. They felt like someone didn't really care for them. They were just another number. Mm -hmm. um, they felt overwhelmed with just how much was going on and or the physically how they felt and or the mindset issues that they ran into on month three when they're like, dude, I've been training my ass off and nothing's happening. Like it's those key things that you factor into this design that is what creates that, that high, much higher likelihood of creating a raving fan, which is the whole yeah. point. That's yeah. the only point. I want to create raving fans out of everyone who comes into my machine. Yep. You're a good fit for this program. I'm gonna make sure you understand it doing marketing and sales. And then everything from here on out is only gonna reinforce every aspect of whatever is necessary to help you be successful and stick around for a long time. Cool. So that's experience. What else would we go to next? So that's the experiences. And I think the experience one is tough because it's largely abstract. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's creative at the highest level, right? And that's people that, that can be overwhelming for people. They're just like, I'm not creative. I like the air squad. And it's like, I get it, man. But like tough shit, like this is what we're doing. Um, so they have the creative portion. And then what, what's your second thing that you would say people need to start really, really starting to dial in? Man, um, marketing. Okay. I think that what people consider marketing in this space, um, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm glad to see that more and more people are starting to at least accept the fact that it's a part of the game, right? It's not like it was five years ago where you said marketing and you were the antichrist in the room, right? And I think there's a misunderstanding about that. I don't, I don't believe coach thinks that marketing was a bad thing. I think what he was saying and everybody misinterpreted is like, don't do shitty marketing. But if you go back and read some of the into the journals and everything, and like his big thing is like referrals. He was like, get your members to bring you more members, right? Like, so I think that got That's taken. Marketing too. That's really exactly. good marketing. Exactly. Right. So I think that was taken way out of context and, and we, and the, the community just bludgeoned themselves with a, with a misinterpretation, unfortunately. That's exactly what happened. And it cost a lot of people a lot of things. Um, but yeah, man, when it comes to marketing, you know, for one, it's a constantly evolving thing. And as all these platforms keep growing and evolving and new things come up and new trends and this and that, like, don't get hung up on the tactical side of things. I think that the big thing is about that's important, right? And I don't even I don't want to skip over that. That is important because I think that is where a large majority of the community is currently living, right? Totally. So this that is where everybody's at, yeah. Yeah. So this might be a good. Sometimes I think it's important to tell people kind of what not to do. Like same thing as when I give a whiteboard brief, right? It's just like I could tell you that this is an eight to twelve minute workout, but sometimes it doesn't click until I say. This is not a 25 minute workout. If you do that, you've jacked this up. Like that is not what's supposed to happen here. So what would you tell people is like bad marketing? So sometimes it's just more important to understand what you should not do than it is to maybe grasp what you should do. Um, for one, stop just doing what everyone else is doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, because all, because at the end of the day, what most people are doing that they consider marketing is just making more noise. And it's not about more noise. There's plenty of noise out there. We're all set. Mm -hmm. We don't need more just junk in our feeds. Yeah. What it's about is, is about telling a story. 
and connecting with people on the problems that you solve and the examples of that and how you do that day in and day out from the whether it's a success story or showcasing a moment of something that happened in your gym where someone had that 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 breakthrough or mm-hmm. that that wow moment it's about stories people connect with stories people don't connect with lots and lots of random useless social media posts or even worse just well what's what's the right facebook ad to run it's that's not the answer no. the answer is you're not telling a story the facebook ad is a tool to utilize as a force multiplier on the back of a good organic story that you've got then it's now it's doing its job correctly yeah right but to depend exclusively on See, the silver bullet Facebook ad is a mistake because that's, even if you strike lightning in a bottle and you get something that works right out of the gate. It's short term. It's totally short term. And if people aren't latching onto stories, then they're, the, the bigger picture really isn't there for them. And it's going to be far more transactional. Well, yeah, right. So then there's no attachment to the, to the brand, right? So like I, it, it's just like a thing that I bought. It's a, I was like, oh, I bought this phone and it broke. So then I just throw it away. It's, it's not like. I have this attachment because that phone means something to me because it has a story behind it and there was an experience there. And I think that's where, that's where I'm, I'm, and I've played around with a lot of these things, right? So like I'll full disclosure, like I've run all of those ads before and I'm never, ever going to run any of them again. Like they are short term. They will, they're not going to bring you what you want. And, And here's the tough part. There are people that are doing it well. Right. Meaning like that they're getting a lot of people in and they're, and they're turning a lot of revenue. But the problem is it, it is not a consistent, effective means of, of utilizing this tool for everybody. But storytelling and understanding how to leverage your own content and your members' content, like that will be a, a legit strategy forever, like till the end of time. And that's where I want people to go with this. You're absolutely right. Because that's timeless. That's human nature. That's not a fad. Storytelling is how we, how we always done things as human beings since the dawn of time. And so if you can just wrap your head around, go with what, how we're hardwired mm-hmm. and then you become timeless or yeah. you become priceless, right? If you can legitimately solve people's problems and you can just learn how to tell that story or those stories outwardly, basically shine the magic that you're doing, mm-hmm. learn how to just tell those stories and put them out in front of people and do it authentically and do it in your own voice. Don't worry about the guy down the street who has his own style saying things or if you know this famous gym is doing it that way. You have to find your voice and you have to just practice that and, and get, that, get those stories out. Have you, I'm sure you have, have you read a story brand? Yeah, man, I send yeah. literally part of our curriculum. Oh yeah, well that doesn't shock me, but it, for anybody who hasn't read that book, you need to read that book. It will, the big takeaway, the big takeaway that I got from that book is, is like understanding how the typically what we all think about is like making ourselves the hero. And the big takeaway that I got from that was like, that's not how this works. Like they're the hero. It's not about you. Like this is about them and telling their story, which is counterintuitive because like in my business, like this is my thing. It's my baby. I want to tell that, but that's not how this works. Like that's not what's going to make us successful. We have to make them the hero of the story and understand that like, it's their journey, not ours. Um, so I'll give you an example on that specifically. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So like here's a, here's a tangible example. Most gyms these days are doing some form of like member of the month, featured member. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is it's either you're sending them some questions in an email, they answer them and you copy and paste into a blog post, which stop doing that. 
that doesn't that doesn't do much for anyone okay instead take this as an opportunity to really make this person look and feel like a rock star in front of their peers and don't make this video about basically just being a testimonial about your gym people see through right through that yeah. instead put this person in a position to look and feel like a rock star in front of everyone they know make their story sound and feel amazing to where they're like man you just made me feel first of all so good but yeah. look so good in front of everyone and watch how that will that in itself can be an incredible marketing tool because you put let's video out where you make someone look and feel like a stud for three minutes you know this to be true because you've, you've already gotten the traction from this. Yep. You do a good job telling that story. What happens? It gets passed around like a warm soda. It's their, their parents are going to see it. Their friends are going to see it. Their coworkers are going to see it. The people they went to high school with, they're going to see it. It starts conversations that are exactly how you want them to be. Whoa, I didn't know you did all that. You look amazing. You work there, et cetera, et cetera. And this, this is the kind of marketing we need to be doing, telling stories that makes them look like the hero. You're just the guy. Apparently, by being the one telling the story, you get the credit. Yeah. Right? I'll give everybody a, perf uh, a pretty good example of this. We have, um, speaking of that, I need to get Justin from Monkey Reel on the show, but um, he, he did a splice up for us, but um, of Jake, who's now a coach at our facility. Um, he was a former Navy EOD, so he was a bomb tech, had a, had a really awful parachute accident. I mean, he had like 17 surgeries. I mean, like, dude was jacked up, fell 300 feet, just direct out of the sky, lawn dart into the ground. He, so we put him on camera, tells the story, and it's not really about CrossFit. It's about his story and his recovery and all that stuff. Two million views. Two million. Now, that's a one-off, right? Like, that's a real one-off. Like, most gyms will never see anything. I, for sure, we will never see anything like that again. 2 million views on this thing. CrossFit shared, it started going around like wildfire, like people were reaching out to this dude. But the point is, everybody's got something that's probably pretty close to that floating around in their gym. Like somebody who has a tremendous story of overcoming adversity or something to get back to where they are, and, and they now presently find themselves in your gym. Find that person, let them tell their story. And when they tell the story, Tell them not to say shit about your gym. Just tell their story. Like everybody, it will be on your Facebook page. People can read. They're going to know all that stuff. Just tell them to tell their story. And that's the stuff that's really cool because we all know there is a zero shortage of amazing stories going on at CrossFit gyms. Right. We're just not using them. That's all it is. What's okay. So then we have that. And then is there anything else? Marketing wise specifically? Yeah. Um, so actually this is a good one. I talked to Stu about this from uh, what the fuck Jim talk a little bit, but like, I think the other thing that people are missing here is that like your marketing should meld well with your branding, right? So like there's, there's two strategies. Like one is marketing is there's a sale, but that marketing should make your brand stronger. And I think a lot of stuff that people are doing now on the marketing end is cannibalizing their brand instead of building their brand up. And I think a lot of people don't, I don't think a lot of people understand the difference between those two. Like is what I'm putting out there helping or hurting me? Like, yeah, I might be bringing people in the door and that might seem like it's helping, but the long tail of that could be very detrimental. Totally. Um, I've got something on that. So here's the deal. It's a really simple fix 
It's, it's easier to fix than it looks. All you got to do is think about your content as having to serve two stakeholders. It's about serving both non-members and members, not just, I, hey, my social media is to hopefully get leads and to get people in the door. Yeah. Negative. Serve your existing clientele with the same weight mm -hmm. so that they're stoked to follow your stuff and they're engaging with your stuff. And they want to share your posts. And, in, and if you do that with your potential members in mind, you're actually doing it right. Versus everything about social media and the content that they create is only about lead gen and growth and marketing and numbers. Yeah. It's not. If you just look at it from that standpoint, you're going to create content that is just much more, much more authentic and more valuable, right? Again, it's not noise. So, um, you know, a way, a way that I've explained this before is saying, okay, look, we, 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 part of our process, we help identify who your ideal clients are. And we actually interview them. We create like full profiles and all that. And what we do is say, when you're creating content, imagine that, let's just say you've got your two best people in the room, right? I've got, I've got Greg and I've got Gail in my room in front of me. These are my clients. I'm, when I write my content or I do my video or whatever it is, I'm going to imagine those two people as my members now, the conversations I would have with them right now. Mm -hmm. And I remember them also before they were with me. What were they like? Where were they at right before they started with me? And I'm gonna pretend that both versions of them are in the same room as I tell this story. Cause you know how when you coach a class, yeah. you got a bunch of like stud athletes, we can kind of skip a lot of the explanation and go right for the more advanced explanation yep. of things. But if I've got some movies in the room, I've got to like kind of balance it between the two and make they still feel good, but they also get what's going on. Yep. That's the whole trick. Okay. Look at it from that standpoint and create your content with both versions of them in the room. And you're now going to appeal to those people and inspire those people to come closer and engage more with the brand. And you're going to also be building a brand that people feel like they want to be a part of. That's a big thing. People yeah. want to be a part of something cool, something that matters, something special, right? And that's how you can help create that, right? Yeah, I, I think I've discussed different, like that same idea and just said it differently, but like, yeah, it should be both inward and outward facing at the same time, but it's the same story. It just has a slightly different tone to it, um, but yeah. Okay, so you've got experience, you've got marketing. Is there a third kind of principle or pillar that you're like, hey, the, like this is what you have to do in order to kind of start to crack this code or at least start to peek behind the curtain a little bit? Well, I mean, we can go a couple different ways with it. I mean, it depends on like how much, uh, like what kind of business you're trying to build. We could go down like the leadership conversation. Okay. Uh, but let's just keep it more general, general for anyone. And the next one is sales. People have a really weird relationship with selling. I still do. I'll be, I'll be the first one to say like, I mean, I'm, I'm way better than I used to be with it, but I still find myself with like a little bit of uh, tension there when it comes to sales. Like I, like I'm still haven't completely cracked that code and I'll be the first person to admit that. Yeah, man. And that's, that's really common. And, and the most common thing is that people are really uncomfortable. And the whole issue is, is that it's the, it's the relationship with the value of what they're doing that they're struggling to communicate, right? They're, well, I don't know, why am I actually better than the guy down the street? And, or, you know, the gym that charges X, you know, $50 a month and looks kind of the same. Like, yeah. it's, it's hard, right? And that, a lot of people get stuck with like, yeah, we're 200 bucks a month. Sorry. Like, we're not going to do too hot when you're doing it that way. Right. But here's, here's the truth is that you have to just change your framing in how you're even approaching this. It's not about putting your sales hat on. 
I, I think that that's the misconception that you have to be someone that you're not and or not be in integrity with your real, your true self like as the coach. Dude, it's not about putting your sales hat on. It's put your coach hat on even tighter. Yeah. Get to know this person. Let them know that you care. Figure out what it is that they're actually wanting out of this whole thing. And then bridge the gap between that and what you do. And that's all it is. It's not a matter of tactics and overcoming objections with this trick and that line. It's none of those things. The more authentic you can be in basically meeting someone where they're actually at, not where they think that, where they're actually at. Mm -hmm. Meet them there, connect, and then guide them through the process of, oh, so now that we know where you are, what is it that you want? Why does it matter to you? Let me show you what we do. And don't take them through baseline and, and scare them with scaling and jargon. Take them through a real coaching experience like you would do with the member who's already signed up mm -hmm. and treat them that way. And then be able to connect the dots at the end and saying, awesome. All right, Jason, you said your goal was to do X by this day. Perfect. Here's how we're going to do it. And just connect the dots and say, we've got this option, but considering you said you like this, or you kind of can only come in a few days, I'd say, this is probably your better bet. Which one do you want to go with? Just, just like how you would coach someone. Yeah. It's actually not different. And when you can come at it from that frame, and you're already going to be infinitely more successful. The other piece is not looking at this as a lead or a sale either. You are in the business of helping people radically improve their lives. And I'm not talking about just losing that 20 pounds they reached out yeah. for. We're talking about so many things that they don't even yes. realize. But you Mental do. state, depression, social interaction, like all that shit. Right. All these things. It'll, it'll affect their careers. It'll affect them as parents. All the things that really, really matter, right? And if you look at it as, this person reached out to me because they had a problem. They had something that got so bad that because we've got to remember, we're not the first line of defense is CrossFit. They're going to try going to the gym on their own first. They're yeah. going to try going to $50 YMCA boot camp probably first before they're like, okay, none of that stuff's really working. I still am like getting hurt. I'm still not getting the result or I need, I feel like I need something more. That's when we usually come into the picture and they have a problem that you can probably not only solve, you can crush the problem yeah. because you can deliver 10x what they even understand if they give it a, a full try, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of treating this person like a, just another number in your funnel, treat this person like someone who you probably will see four, five, six days a week at an hour at a time for the next four years. Yeah. How would you treat that person then? How would you show up on that phone call? How would you show up when that person walks up to your gym for the first time? knowing that this is where it's going to go. Like we're in bed together for years. Like we're going to be probably good friends. We're going to have a really good connection. I'm going to impact the most important parts of your life. If I do, if, if this goes right. It sounds like we say this all the time at seminars, level ones and level twos. And we're talking about presence and attitude and just like, and somebody asked coach Glassman this years ago, he's like, Hey, how do you become a great coach? He's like, well, you do three things. You care, you care, and you care. Like those are the only three things you got to do is you just got to give a shit about people and everything else will take care of itself. Like you have to genuinely care about these people. You have to genuinely care about their fears about why they think they're going to be unsuccessful, like all of these things. And I think if you just really start to dig in, you know, and just like if you, we had Pat Barber on, uh, a while back and his big thing was like, and I remember this, it was Ford. So it's family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Like just start there, start with those four things, find out those things about them. And then from there you can start to connect with them and you can start to make this experience fun. Um, but first you got to care. So if you don't care about people, this is probably not for you. You should probably find another occupation. You should sell, you know, car insurance or something. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, man, all right, cool. So I feel like those are I feel like those are three things, right? So we've got experience, we've got marketing, we've got sales. Anything else you would wrap that in a bow, or what else would you want to add to that? I run all of that through the most important lens, and that is get clear on what success actually means to you and what you really want this thing to look like, and then make all the decisions around experience, sales, marketing, and whatever else yeah. through that lens. Stop worrying about what everyone else is doing or what other people think. You, most people are going to struggle and most people are going to quit. So stop copying or worrying about what they're doing and worry about you. If you really want to do this for the long haul, get clear on what you want, why it matters to you, practice writing that down, figure out who it is that you actually want to and can serve really, really well, right? What's that problem that we solve better than anybody else? Mm -hmm. And then go no holds barred in that direction. Yeah. Everything else mixed with just giving a huge shit about the experience that they have and that the content we put out is telling those stories. And that when someone does come in contact with my brand asking for if we might be a good fit, that we show up and we meet them there where, the, where they need to be met and have a chance to make that decision for the right reason. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's it. Run it through the lens of what matters to you and you can build a business that you will love to own and that you can make a great living with. I think that's important and I think that's where you know, and I've told you privately, thank you for this in the past, but I'll, I'll tell you publicly as well. The, one of the things I value about like your stance is like, you don't have a problem telling people you shouldn't do that. Like, that's a bad idea. Like, don't be a moron. Um, and I think that is a little bit rare, particularly in the business that kind of that you're in, which is, we'll just, we'll put it into gym consulting. If you, I don't know if you like that term, but like, it's pretty much what it is. Um, Cause a lot of people are like, here's the template, do the template. And then, you know, and if it's not working, just work the template harder. And I'm like, well, that sounds like a real shitty plan, you know? Um, you know, but you've, you've just straight up told me be like, Hey, stop doing that. Like literally cut that off at the knees and move on. Like just get rid of that, throw it in the trash. And that hasn't always been the case with, with either friends or other people that I've worked with and full disclosure, like Mark and I, Marcus and I have, have worked together professionally, you know, but we've also, had many, many conversations just as friends. Um, and he's the same both ways. So I think it's important to find somebody to work with who's not afraid to tell you that you're an idiot and that that's a bad idea and that you should throw that in the garbage and that you're not aligned with whatever it is that you're actually good at. So um, on that note, tell people what the hell you actually do, man. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> We kind of skipped all that, but like, so what is it that Jim, what is Jim breakthrough? What do you do? What's like your mission? Give me, give me the, give me the pitch. And I know you're not a pitch guy. I know you don't like to do that, but let me get my script out. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. There. Um, <laughs> uh, no, man, look, we're, Jim breakthrough is all about helping the gym owners of the world who really want to build a business that makes an impact that they love to own and operate and that they want to make a great living with. It's about those people who really want to play this game and win long-term. It's not, I'm not here for the silver bullet seekers. I'm not the band-aid guy. Um, I'm not here to just tell you, oh, sure, just keep doing that if it hurts your feelings. Um, and not saying that I'm crass, but it's, there's too much at stake. I think people treat their, their future and the opportunity they have uh, a little too lightly sometimes. And if I'm going to be your coach, I want to be able to communicate honestly with you because your best interest is my job. My job is to help you clarify what success means to you and figure out how to build a business that actually enables that, that I can enjoy the ride with. 
So Gym Breakthrough is a program where we take people on a journey where we first start by assessing where they're at and what's working, not working. Uh, we do a ton of clarity and mindset work to help people get over some of their shit and to see what they actually want, oftentimes for the first time in their life, like really getting clear on, on what success means in the big picture, yeah. um, all the way down to the, down to the daily details. And then we go through and we basically help you redesign your entire, basically sales, marketing, retail, engagement, retention systems mm -hmm. to match that. I don't sell a, a turnkey template. It's not, I'm not in that business. Um, it's, this is about figuring out who this person is. What, what, is, what is it that they want? What do they want this to look like for themselves? What does success look like for their team, for their community and the impact they want to make? and the kind of lifestyle they want to have. And then we, we show you how to realign all these elements through our coaching program. I dig it, man. Like I said, I've worked with Marcus uh, for many, many years. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll vouch for him. Like, like he's a smart dude who cares and gives a shit and all those things uh, and knows what he's talking about. So um, where's the best place for people to find you, to find Jim Breakthrough? Like where, where should we direct people for this? Yeah, uh, you can go to gymbreakthrough.com. Uh, website's always got some awesome download or something you can grab for free and opt in. Um, but if you're on Facebook, you can also find our private Facebook group, which is the Breakthrough Gym Formula. It's totally free. It is for gym owners only. And we, this is where we have our podcasts twice a week live in there. There's all sorts of good conversations and tips and strategies that get passed around. Um, and it'll give you an opportunity to be around some other people who are trying to make it happen. You know, it's not like the, the, the wine fest, like you have in a lot of other of these groups. Um, you Is know, there questions we, about, should we buy kill cliff or fitted? <laughs> I try to avoid that. Um, no, but uh, look, you know, we, we've, we're trying to build this community of, of change makers and people who really want to do this long-term and do a good job. And um, that's what it's all about. So yeah, check us out on the website and our, our podcast, even though we've been recording them via our, our Facebook group for, uh, several months at this point will drop and um, probably be available by the time this goes out be uh, available in the next couple of weeks. So okay. podcast gymbreakthrough.com or the group. Cool. Um, guys, if you guys have any questions for Marcus or just about what he's got going on at gym breakthrough or any of that stuff, you can hit him up on his channels. Uh, if you want to hit us up, obviously hit us up and we'll, we're happy to pass you along. Um, but go check him out. Uh, if you just want to go in there and stalk a little bit, you're going to learn some stuff. You'll get a ton of value before ever having a conversation with Marcus. Um, that's how I did it years ago. So um, feel free. And uh, that's the way it should be done anyway, by the way. Um, so um, awesome, brother. Again, I know you're super busy. You got all sorts of uh, to gyms to work with. So again, I appreciate your time and thanks for coming on. Dude, thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. And uh, I love what you guys are doing, man. You guys are doing a killer job. I appreciate it, man. That means a lot. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I like, we found like finally found my niche after like a decade. <laughs> it's about how long it normally takes. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for listening again and, uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. And thanks again to our special guest, we appreciate all you guys do for us with best hour of their day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback. We are 
grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram, give us a follow, like our pictures, feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.